Hello and welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. I'm Bruce Maples, publisher of Forward Kentucky. We've been interviewing all of the candidates on the Democratic side in this year's election, and today we're going to talk with Michael Bowman, who is running for state treasurer. Michael Bowman has run for this office once before, and he is the only uh, candidate for treasurer that has significant financial background and experience. So let's hear what Michael Bowman has to say about his candidacy this year for treasurer. So we're here today with Michael Bowman, who is running for state treasurer on the Democratic ticket. Uh, Michael, welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. Thanks for having me. I am uh, excited to talk with you and also to learn a little bit more about this um, position. Now, you have run for office before, so tell us about your previous uh, experience. Uh, well, uh, as, as you know, I've, I ran for uh, state treasurer four years ago. I was uh, fortunate enough to become the Democratic nominee uh, and uh, unfortunately did not get across the finish line uh, that November. Uh, my experience on the campaign was uh, incredible, being able to travel across Kentucky uh, to meet uh, people in communities uh, from Pikeville to Paducah, everywhere in between, and uh, really get to know what is important to the, uh, to the people uh, of this Commonwealth and, and worked uh, hard to make a case for why I was the uh, best person to be the state treasurer. Uh, I still contend I'm the best person to be state treasurer, which is why I uh, took on this challenge again. Um, after that election, uh, Governor Bashir asked me to join his administration. So for the last three years, uh, up until this year, uh, I, I worked in the, the education labor cabinet, uh, overseeing federal uh, and state grants, as well mm. as working on a variety of workforce development projects and programs across the state. So, uh, you know, my, my involvement in the community, my involvement uh, in trying to do the, the best things for Kentuckians didn't end uh, with my campaign. So. Uh, but I, I did uh, want to put myself forward uh, once again to to uh, run for this office uh, because it speaks to my background, uh, having worked in local and state government for, for years, as well as having professional training in finance as a bank officer for a large uh, financial institution. Uh, I have the skill set that can uh, be of use uh, on day one. So, well, I, 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 I want to get to that. Let, let me lay down one more basic who is your opponent here uh my opponent is uh mark metcalf uh, who is a 24-year uh, county attorney in garrett county okay um so let's talk a little bit about the office of treasurer i know that i i suspect that most people in the state you speak to them about treasurer and they think of the treasurer of their local rotary club who uses QuickBooks and writes the checks. And right. I suspect there's more than that at the state level for treasurer. So can you give us just like 30 seconds of what all the treasurer oversees? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, the treasurer's job is one of accountability and transparency for your tax dollars. Uh, they're the individual that's responsible for accounting for those uh, dollars as they come in and go out of the treasury. Uh, but beyond that, the treasurer sits on a variety of boards and commissions that really drives policy in certain areas. Uh, we're talking about the Teachers Retirement Pension Board. We're talking about the Kentucky Investment Commission. 
the Higher Education Authority, which oversees and manages uh, college savings plans as well as the key scholarships. So, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of uh, a power that are vested in certain boards in which the treasurer by virtue of the office sits as either chair or vice chair in many ways. So hmm. um, it, it provides an opportunity for us to drive the Commonwealth in a, in a particular direction, ensuring that we are uh, maximizing the returns that we're getting on our tax dollars, uh, which is why I think it's important to have somebody that has financial experience uh, in the office. Uh, my opponent doesn't. And so, uh, and, and something I think a lot of people don't realize is that we haven't elected uh, a treasurer in nearly 40 years that has any type of background or experience in finance. So, you know, we're missing opportunities to have an individual that can, on day one, sitting on these uh, various boards and commissions, have the knowledge and and skill set to be able to make uh, smart investment decisions, be able to understand the intricacies of the problems that we're mm-hmm. facing. When we're talking about our pension funds and and how we're investing our our dollars uh, to make returns uh, for Kentucky. You know, Kentucky's not the wealthiest state in the union, unfortunately, and so every tax dollar that a taxpayer sends to Frankfurt uh, to 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 fund the government to fund projects and programs across the state. We need to make sure that we're maximizing the returns on those dollars. And the treasurer has a unique uh, role in doing that. Okay. So the treasurer sits on all these boards and sometimes I didn't realize was chair or vice chair. That's a critical point. It seems to me that a better description of the role would be chief financial officer for the state. And Uh, and you are, you are the chief uh, elected financial officer uh, for the state. There are uh, roles and responsibilities that are shared with, uh, the finance cabinet, but uh, at the end of the day, the treasurer is held accountable to the people of Kentucky. Yeah. And your point about experience, this is another reason I wanted to speak with you. Somebody shared that with me recently to say, well, Michael Bowman's the first candidate in 40 years who has a background in finance. And that just sort of shocked me. I, you know, I realize it's an elected position, but good grief, you'd want somebody <clears throat> who knows a little bit about investments and banking. Absolutely. Um, When I interviewed uh, Colonel Pam Stevenson recently, we talked about the fact that I ran for office uh, about 10 years ago, but mine was a local race. And I said to her, and I'm saying to you, I doubt unless you're going to pull a Lamar Alexander and walk across the state, uh, I doubt you're doing much door knocking. So how are you running a statewide campaign like this? Uh, Well, you know, a lot of it does require the involvement of volunteers and uh, people that are willing to help you get your message out. So we've we've activated, uh, as you've pointed out, I have run for this office uh, before. So there is a network of people that I was able to uh, connect with uh, four years ago that have stepped up in a large way uh, this this time. Uh, and, you know, I was, in fact, four years ago, one one of the only candidates that actually did a significant amount of canvassing across the state, uh, mm. uh, putting uh, the money where my, my mouth is and put my foot on the road to, to, to knock on these doors. So um, which is something that we are uh, doing again. Uh, beyond that, though, we've uh, as a coordinated campaign with all of the Democratic nominees on the ballot this year. Uh, we have created a coordinated campaign that uh, is uh, the most robust campaign that we have ever seen in Kentucky's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as of 
as of now, we have knocked on over 350,000 doors collectively uh, to uh, reelect Governor Bashir and elect all of the uh, Democratic uh, candidates down the ballot. So uh, we have a uh, operation that's in place is getting the, the work done on the road, getting out the message that uh, not only do we re need to reelect Governor Bashir, but send him help in Frankfurt. I think that's something that uh, we have seen as a problem over the last four years that we have constitutional officers that aren't uh, working in good faith uh, with the governor. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and that's something I think that um, people want to see. They want to see Andy succeed and uh, are willing to give him the tools to do it. And part of that is electing people like Colonel Pam Stevenson as our attorney general and Buddy Wheatley as our secretary of state. And yes, me as your treasurer. So um, it's a message that's resonating. And uh, as I've said, when we've, you know, over 350,000 doors, uh, which is beating our pace for a similar program that we did four years ago uh, by a vast margin. Uh, we're, we're in good position to really make sure that the message gets out uh, for what we want to do uh, in leading the Commonwealth for the next four years. So I did a story recently on the site about the five down ballot candidates, and it seemed to me that if you simply get the word out about the qualifications of each of these candidates, the choice becomes very clear. Uh, and I'm concerned. I'm, I'm really glad to hear you talk about the door knocking, uh, but I'm concerned about, you know, advertising and general name recognition. What are you, what is your campaign individually or the coordinated campaign together doing about advertising and name recognition across the state? Certainly. Well, uh, as part of the coordinated campaign, the, the, the conversations that they're, that we are having uh, at the door with constituents uh, includes everyone. Uh, the literature includes everyone. So there is, there is a level of, of penetration that we're making, uh, getting our names and, you know, out and in front of voters. Uh, but independently, uh, I can I can only speak for my campaign. Uh, we have, you know, been hard uh, at it, uh, raising money to be able to to do the work that we need to do to keep keep getting that message out. Uh, we actually did have a poll uh, research recently done on our campaign specifically that shows when I do get that message out, uh, I, I move the needle up above 50 percent among likely voters so mm -hmm. uh and you're very so you're very right in that the it is clear that there is a contrast between the opposition and the democratic candidates and that when you compare apples to oranges there are uh there are certainly differences there that makes it obvious which choice we should we should go with uh and getting that message out is what uh, our ultimate plan is through a variety of mediums, uh, be it uh, digital advertising through social media, uh, as well as directed email text campaigns, as well as also uh, getting on the air. Uh, you know, today's world revolves a lot around streaming services. So things like Hulu and Netflix that have mm -hmm. those types of, of serv uh, services where we can put advertisements on there. Those are uh, methods that we are currently going to engage in to get that message out from a perspective of name recognition, ensuring people understand and know qualifications of uh, me versus my opponent and why it would be best for them to uh, select me to be their next treasurer. 
So beyond qualifications, one of the other things that I like to ask candidates about is plan. So let's assume uh, that you win the election and you uh, start in January as our new treasurer. Uh, what are three things that you would like to do or see done uh, if you were elected? Certainly. Uh, you know, as I said, the, the, the first and foremost job of the treasurer is, is accountability and transparency. Uh, making sure that we are building a system that we can uh, provide a certain level of trust in our government, that there is clear, uh, transparent information available in an intuitive way for people to be able to, to look and see what their government's doing. Um, the, you know, credit where credit is due, there is a website that this that the current treasurer has has established, uh, but it doesn't go far enough. I think there needs to be uh, mm. improvements in that to ensure that the, the information is there in a in a succinct and easy, easy, ex easily accessible way. Uh, secondly, is to uh, engage with the legislature and with local school districts across the Commonwealth to expand financial literacy. Uh, we have uh, made it a requirement that you have to have a financial literacy course to be able to graduate high school. But we haven't we haven't established a common curriculum or a set of standards in which we can judge whether or not that is a successful program. So uh, ensuring that we are making it uh, a, a uniform across Kentucky where an individual uh, a school age uh, kid is in high school getting this program as part of his education is getting and receiving the same uh, instruction uh, and, and meeting the same goals as a kid in Pike County. So uh, we we have to establish a, a better um, way of doing the financial literacy piece so that our kids are prepared for adulthood, understanding the uh, critical nature of being financially secure in themselves and and to make smart financial decisions for themselves. And, and it needs to be beyond just high school. We need to treat it like we do math, science, and social studies, and that it's something we start teaching kids from an early age so that by the time they're in high school, they understand what credit means. They understand how to uh, manage and balance a checkbook, things that adults need to know and understand uh, through, the, through their lives. So uh, that's, that's number two. And number three is to work closely with the governor to ensure that we are uh, being smart about our investments and our financial decisions and building an economy that, that works for Kentucky. Uh, as I've you know, pointed out, I have experience in all of those fields that, that could be of benefit and working and partnering with the governor rather than being a, an officer that's going to be opposed to him for political purposes. And that's, I think, going to be important for the next four years. Uh, we've seen what Governor Bashir has been able to accomplish uh, despite the headwinds, the political headwinds that have been against him with a um, with a supermajority opposition mm -hmm. legislature. And he still gets the job done. And that shows what we're capable of doing and uh, building an economy that we've seen over the last three years with the uh, historic investments that, that businesses have made in Kentucky, the historic investments that we've seen made in our infrastructure projects and programs across the state. So um, I think there is a unique opportunity here to really move Kentucky forward in a very positive way and be able to um, to work together with uh, the governor and ensuring that we are continuing that success uh, and providing the skill sets that I can to uh, make sure that we're, we're being successful in that. One of the words you used was transparency, and I have I, I agree with you that I'm I'm thankful that we have the Kentucky's checkbook uh, website. That's a nice start, 
but it seems to me that there are a lot of other places where transparency could be uh, increased. Uh, how much power or authority does the treasurer have in terms of increasing that transparency? I'm thinking specifically of our pension investments. I'm thinking of personal services contracts, of which there are hundreds. Uh, I'm thinking of of other types of transparency. How much uh, could you do as treasurer with those issues? Well, you know, all those things that you have uh, expressed are, in fact, public records. So uh, it would be a, a matter of ensuring that they are provided through a common portal that can be easily researched and 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 looked at so uh you know every every dollar that's the unique thing about the treasurer's office is every dollar that leaves the treasury every dollar that's spent by state government uh at every level uh, comes through my office and makes me the custodian of that record so Mm -hmm. that gives me the unique opportunity to be able to put all those records into a common database that can be looked at looked at and, and reviewed. Uh, the, the question is developing a way to do it in an intuitive, uh, easily uh, researchable way that, that makes it uh, not cumbersome for uh, a person who just walks in off the street to be able to look, look it up. So uh, developing a better website, uh, as it were. Uh, now that we have things uh, like AI technology that uh, makes a lot of uh, the background work easier when we're talking about uh, uh, how, how we deal with, with computers and, and, and searching and databases and pulling information together. Uh, there's, there should be no reason why we couldn't uh, leverage that technology into this to make it uh, easier for the end user like you to be able to, to look that information up. Uh, but again, as treasurer, being, having access and being the custodian of a lot of these records makes it uh, significantly easier to put that out. Um, I always conclude my interviews with two questions. So here's the first one. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you? Well, uh, I would say that, you know, this, this, we always hear, um, people talk about how every election is the most important election of their lifetime. And, you know, and, and to a degree that's, that's accurate. Every election is, uh, it gives us a unique opportunity to, get out and change the course of our community, of our state, of our, of our nation, uh, rather than go through a, um, uh, a much harsher, uh, bloodier way of doing it as we, as we had before the formation of, of democracies like ours. So uh, getting people involved in voting, this is, this is something that I think uh, here in Kentucky, we've, we've recognized that voter apathy, uh, people who just don't want to vote or show up to vote is a problem. And that, part of the work that we're trying to do is engage with those voters uh, that we are in, you know, getting out in the communities that have far, far too often felt left out, left behind. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to engage them in a way that lets them know that, you know, regardless of those thoughts and feelings, the government, our state government, the leaders that we're trying to send to Frankfurt are here to work for you uh, and, you know, work with you for your best interests, not, not try to dictate what your best interests are. So, uh, and, I, and again, that that's that's clear across all of our candidates. And I think that reiterating that point is a, is a huge part of it. OK, my last question. Um, let's pretend that you are actually doing door knocking in my neighborhood 
and uh, I answer the door and you're on my front porch and I look at you and I say, why should I vote for you? What's your answer? Well, as we've already discussed, uh, this is this election is about uh, helping Governor Bashir uh, be continuing his success and giving him the tools and Frankfurt that he needs. Uh, beyond that, I, I have the qualifications uh, that fit the office. Uh, I'll be the first treasurer elected in nearly 40 years that has any type of professional training or formal education in finance. I'm the only person that has uh, the working knowledge of working in the executive branch, uh, as well as the, the local and uh, with local and state government experience. And then I can do the job on day one. Uh, I think uh, my uh, what I'm proposing, what the what projects and programs would be focused uh, on in my administration would would be helpful to, to people across Kentucky, uh, not just you, that we have a transparent, a transparent and accountable government, that we are uh, doing things to ensure that people know and understand uh, how best to manage their financial lives, as well as uh, increase our ability to improve our economy, um, adding layers to our economy to, to, to build on that and save us money and, and make us more successful, not just for our generation, but for the next generation. Michael Bowman, financial background, government service background, the obvious choice for treasurer this year. Uh, thank you for being with us on Moving Kentucky Forward. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. That was Michael Bowman, who is running for state treasurer here in Kentucky this fall. I hope you will really pay attention to his qualifications and what he wants to do with the office. I think he is by far the best candidate for that role, and I hope you will get out and vote for him. We are interviewing all the candidates, so go to the website, forwardky.com, and take a look at all of the interviews that we've done and we've got more coming. Thanks for watching or listening, and see you next week.